Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is episode number 119, the Mike Vrabel mustache of sodes. That one comes via Anthony Lehman at Anthony38058. How about that? I guess the uh the first the first 3857 uh or the 38057 names uh, Anthony's were taken so he had to take that one. Uh that joke did not pan out as I was hoping. Anthony Lehman, uh congratulations. Well done with that one. The Mike Vrabel mustache of sodes. Think about it Austin. The best Titans coaches both had mustaches. Were there any oh, coaches in between Fisher gosh. and Vrabel? That didn't have because uh, no, Munchak Wiesenhunt didn't have didn't. a mustache. Munchak didn't. Malarkey, uh, I don't think could grow facial hair, even oh, though yeah. he was at the ripe age of like seventy-two. I, I think we're onto something. Hire coaches with mustaches. I think that's. I think yeah. There's like, you know how it's like cops with mustaches make for better cops. Titans coaches with mustaches make for better Titans coaches. I think it works. I. We just figured out the key to hiring. Vrabel still has his mustache, right? It's like it. I feel like now it's like one of the those Mandela effects where it's like I don't know Vrabel without a mustache. The I can't beard. I feel like the beard returns occasionally, the but then beard. fades away. The mustache the is a constant. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Let, we just need to make sure he never shaves it. Okay. Like uh, ever. That'll be bad. Uh, I, I hope he's like uh, Tim Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Like right when he shaves it, it just grows right back. Uh, <laughs> which <laughs> if you're Santa Claus, you always have to have a beard. And if you're a Titans uh, coach, you always have to have a uh, a mustache. Uh, if you want to submit a sewed title for next week, just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans and we'll name the sewed that and give you credit. Right now, Lindsay D is on deck for next week's episode. But if you got one that you think is better than what Lindsay D has already submitted, you could pass her in line. Okay. I, I'm just saying like the best ones get read right off the bat. So get, get yours in at, uh, at I am Lindsay D shout out. Thank you for the submission. Lindsay, you're the best. Um, get, uh, get your submissions in the, and uh, today we've got, uh, we're going to be getting into a lot of things. Mini camp has started which is exciting to watch grown men just practice, <laughs> like <laughs> go through reps. Uh, nothing more exciting than watching Derrick Henry jump over some pads that are on the ground. Uh, no, but it is exciting because it means we are getting closer to football. And obviously Jack and I have wandered this desert of uh, off season, just at, like we're so thirsty. So we will take whatever sip of water you will give us. Uh, plus we got a wide receiver debate to get into. 
Apparently, this was the talk of the town on Titans Twitter. So, you know, we're going to bring it to the pod. And uh, we're going to talk to one of our favorites, Kayla Anderson. Aunt Kayla is back with football talk, football talk, and maybe some skincare talk. We don't know. We'll get into it uh, with her here in a bit. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. Yes, absolutely. Relax the back. If you want to just start feeling better, relax the back's the place for you. Go check them out over at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. You go in and you see CEO Glenn Word, who has made it his mission to help people sleep better and feel better. Now, Glenn was in a car accident a long time ago, and before he decided to you know, ponder surgery, he wanted to see if he could correct his back and neck and posture issues on his own. And, well, he found out a way to do it. And that's why Relax the Back is a passion project of his. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better, live better, and feel better. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia, I toss and turn throughout the night. I I have sleep aids to help me go to sleep. But really, I I just, I I think a nice pillow and mattress would really do me well. So, uh, you know, if you have insomnia, then go check out Relax the Back because they've got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help maximize your sleep. They've got a zero gravity mattress in there that I've laid on for a little while. You go in there, the best part about going in there, aside from leaving with something that's going to really enhance the quality of your life, is sitting in every chair and laying in every bed. I mean, go ahead. Go all out when you're in there. That's the best part of the store. But if you do decide to take something home, check out their chairs that combat neck and back pain for those of us who are sitting all day at work on your computer, hunched over, and by the time you wind down, your neck starts hurting, your, your low back maybe maybe tight on you. Well, they've got all the stuff that you need to fix those problems over at Relax the Back. So like I said, they're they're in Green Hills, across from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater in that parking lot. Um, 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, once again, is the address. And if you're unable to visit them in person, check them out online, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville, and start feeling better today. When you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with all that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is June 15th, 2022. A happy belated flag day to you all. Jack, happy belated flag day. Got a couple in the backdrop. I, I feel like that's what guys do that don't have art. You just, you, you got to cover space, man. Drop some flags down. It, see, the, you've got one in the background. I've got one also as well. a tighten up flag. Yeah, I feel. Uh, when in doubt, are, flag it out. I did not think my wife was going to let me hang this because this is, I technically share an office with our guest room right now. And I did not think it was going to fly. Uh, but you know what? My wife realized, oh, it's a tighten up flag. She said, well, you better you better raise it up. Tighten Wear it the hell. proudly. Yeah, tighten the hell up. She said. She didn't, she didn't say that. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think she. That. I don't think she knows it's up. Uh, <laughs> Jack, there's been a debate stemming uh, amongst Titans fans over the last few days. Uh, one that has really plagued us and uh, was really kind of started out of thin air, but as most Titans arguments and debates are. Um, and we we I think it's time that you and I weigh in on this. It's it's a debate that, um, you know, it, it 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 makes you think back to the past 
as well as to the future. And it's a debate that we really need an answer. And I think I think the listeners of this podcast are owed that from us at very least to weigh in on this because it is right up our alley. But Jack, I got to get your thoughts on Derrick Henry's hair. He's got dreads now. Do we like is are they are the dreads better than the T-Rack tail that he was rocking in seasons past? I don't know. I feel like he didn't. Wasn't he wearing dreads and they were a little shorter? His first couple of years with the Titans when he wasn't the starter. Yeah, he, was he, would, wear, he would wear it up almost like he was wearing like a pineapple on his head. Okay. Um, and it was like, and they kind of sprouted out, if you I remember. Don't, I don't know. I just feel like the tail is such a trademark that, and maybe, uh, maybe just maybe it helps him run better. Surely hair doesn't factor into it, your running. It ability, does but I think feel it more. Here. It, yeah, it does feel more aerodynamic to do the tail, to get them all in on the tail. Mm-hmm. However, the dreads, man, it's like, I think back to the, uh, the old movie Predator, a movie that you probably have never seen, nor probably no, ever will no, see. You, you hit the nail on the head there. Okay. Uh, I, I just, the dreads, I think that it makes him seem like, uh, and and like I I had guys in my Titans text thread today being like, is Derrick Henry larger now, or is it just is it just the fact that he's rocking dreads? Like it's it could be one of those optical illusions. Yes. And I don't know. I'm look. I'm I'm never a guy for change. I always like you know I like what is as is, and I I want it to stay that way for a long time. It's tough for me. Ch- change is hard for me, and I'm really talking it out with my therapist right now. Yeah, that, um, I mean that's, that's an issue for people born before the year 1990. So I, I understand that. <laughs> Wow. Well, yeah. Why do you think nostalgia plays so well right now? It's because <laughs> my generation just doesn't like change. And um, however, with that said, I think I like this new era of Derrick Henry. I think I like Derrick Henry with dreads. And I think it's you look, you, uh, Lorenzo Neal used to have a saying about Adrian Peterson. He says, man, when you uh, when 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 you see that head bucking, it is time to cancel Christmas. Uh, Jim Rome says it all the time. He loves that quote from Lorenzo O'Neill. But I have, I feel, I have a feeling like the same could be said about Derrick Henry's dreads. Once you see those dreads bouncing, yeah, you can cancel Christmas. You can cancel Flag Day. So, so first of all, if I were able to grow, if I played in the NFL and I was facing a lot of contact like Derrick Henry does, like even some of these line, pretty much anyone who plays at the NFL level, I would want as much hair on my head as possible to create that extra cushion to. Yeah. To prolong the CTE from reaching my brain. <laughs> but isn't this kind of like how swimmers shave their arm hair and leg hair? Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, they think it may help their performance. And look, if it does, by the way, I mean, we, we've seen Derrick Henry run, run for 2,000 yards, a 99-yard run, hit a top speed in the NFL. Yeah. If this helps him one iota, it's worth it. But d- d- I don't know. I, I just think the tail is too cool to let go. Okay, look, I mean, there you go. There you have it. it, it, it Titans Twitter can't uh, agree on it. This is, by the way, this is neither coming can, from a guy who doesn't have a lot of hair to work with. So the more yeah. hair, the merrier. I see hair, and I'm like, keep that hair. Grow it even longer. With, with like, the two or three hairs you have left, what would you rather do, dreads or or uh, T-Rack tail? Well, if, if, uh, if I was, like, walking around in public, I don't know that the tail would play as well. But I think when you're playing a football game, the tail works. Who who has more hair right now, you or Charlie Brown? <laughs> oh that's assault. That's I'm sorry. Assault. I'm sorry. That was mean. That was mean, Jack. I didn't mean that. But you know what I do mean? 
AJ Brown isn't the best Titans wide receiver in franchise history. Look, a lot of people are saying that these days. And I know a lot of a lot of uh, the uh, defense of that um, are saying, well, what were you saying before he was before he was drafted? Or I mean, I mean, before he's traded, what were you saying? You know, and and I'll admit it. My tune was um, more optimistic but I would still say, if you had to ask me at this moment, if, if let's say AJ Brown's still on the Tennessee Titans, is AJ Brown the best Titans wide receiver in franchise history? You'd have to say right now, he no, but he was well on his way. He was he was getting ready to not just become the best Titans friend. He was ready to explode by it. it, like just fly by it with flying colors. He was going to be a Ring of Honor nominee. Yeah, you could but, you could make the case that he was maybe two years away from having that already potentially you know, etched in stone. He puts together a couple more thousand yard seasons, but but when you when you look at his numbers, I mean, right now you can't say he was one of the best wide receivers in franchise history. The, what he gave us the in a flash, like if you want to compare the best two and a half seasons, three seasons, then yeah, AJ Brown would rank up there. But when it comes to career, he did. He just didn't get the time. He didn't have the time needed to match that credential. So that's why I think you would still give it to a guy. Personally, my number one, which because I know everyone cares, <laughs> is uh, is Derek Mason. I think Derek Mason is still the number one, and that's not. It, it <laughs> to be honest, that kind of sucks that Derek Mason is still after all these years, the best wide receiver in franchise history. That's not a knock at Derek Mason. Cause he put together one hell of a run. I think in what four of eight seasons put, uh, put up a thousand yards. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he was doing this while playing in the same three yards in a cloud of dust offense that Jeff Fisher right. was running with Eddie George and Steve McNair. Exactly. It's, it wasn't an aired out offense, especially it, it, not anywhere near again, what it is yeah, today. It, it's early 2000s football compared to where we are in the early 2020s. Right. So yeah, where we all where just, we also handed off to our running back just, uh, yeah, a little well, too much. <laughs> that's true, but just because Derrick Henry, you know, it takes all of these touches away. <laughs> the offenses still have completely and, and utterly changed from where they were 20 years ago. That's just right. how sports work. You, you look at you look at how something worked 20 years ago in the NBA, where where people were shooting the shot making ability of those players compared to the ones now. I mean, it's yeah. totally it's a totally different conversation. Yeah, when was the last time you saw a sky hook in the NBA? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good question. To be honest, what, 1984 maybe, <laughs> yeah, but but. Um, it, 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 they they have changed. While the Titans' identity on offense might not have changed, just what receivers can do and are able to do and how offensive coordinators run their offenses has totally been flipped on its head and evolved from when Derek Mason was tearing it up with the Titans. Derek Mason's an interesting guy, right? He, he led not only the Titans in all-time receiving yards, and this is – we're not counting the Oilers, guys. We're just talking about since the team came to Tennessee. Right. He led the Titans in receiving yards, and he led the Ravens, still leads the Ravens in all-time receiving yards. The only guy That's in the incredible. NFL that I know of that leads two different teams in all-time receiving yards and still isn't in the Hall of Fame. But that also goes to show that Derek Mason, while he was doing all of this, uh, you, you could make a, I don't think he was a top 10 guy at any point, right? And, and if he was, he was very back end, right? Fringe yeah. top 10. But A.J. Brown, just three years into his career, he was already knocking on the top 10 door. And it hurts that he it hurts that he left because obviously the trajectory was like you mentioned, probably the best receiver in Titans history. But with just three years under his belt in Tennessee, 
I don't care what position it really is. You, you can't be the best ever for a team that's been around for 20 plus years if you've only spent three years with that team. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, that's uh, it, from 2019 to 2021. His all time franchise ranks receptions. He had 185 that ranks 19th all time in Titans franchise yards. Uh, just the Oilers as well, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, yards just shy, five yards shy of 3000 yards that ranks 16th all time and touchdowns 24. That's that ranks 12th all time. Caught a lot of so players. that, that is a lot of touchdowns. I know, but man, I'm going to miss him so much. Uh, <laughs> so that right there should tell you like you can't, you can't after three seasons, it's just not enough time. If he would have been here, uh, like Jack said, another two, three years, two years then yeah, probably. I think very well he could have been the best Titans wide receiver of all time. He demanded that respect. And that's the, I think that's the tough thing. That's it's hard for Titans fans to get over, but also for, I, and I, I think also why AJ, feels this way why he said quote i was the best receiver to play for your franchise is because while he was here it was the first time and i think even during including Derek mason's tenure first time this franchise has ever had a star wide receiver uh other than nick westbrook akine obviously he was that (laughs) has like the entire nfl has had their attention and focus on he's the most talented receiver the titans have ever had Sure. Right. Yes. The I would agree with that. Most that athletic. But to go yeah. down as the best Titans receiver ever, there's a lot more than just talent. That factors Looks into the that best with his shirt off. Um, what? Okay, uh, well, uh, that, that's more subjective. I, I think Kenny Britt could probably, and DGB even could, could put up a fight in that category. DGB. I love you bringing up DGB. You, you know what? Yeah, guys. no, actually. Okay. So uh, Jack, your Mount Rushmore of Titans wide receivers all time. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. It's it is. It is. We're, we're in the middle of the summer. Why not do a little it, Mount Rushmore? Look, we already do the sports talk radio trope of going through the schedule and breaking it down game by game, which if you miss that, go back and check it out. Check out our predictions. Jack and I usually nail it with our predictions every mm-hmm. year. So go back and listen to that episode where we break down the schedule. But Jack, let's go ahead and, and steal another sports talk radio yes. trope of the, the Mount Rushmore uh you know like let's, let's throw our big ras hats on and let's uh let's be uh, uh bro oh uh who's on your mount rushmore of titans wide receivers <laughs> the best part about M- mount rushmore's is it's a total cop out you you don't have to rank them one through four right? no you, you just put just four, four faces on there yeah that's the best part of it well uh, since we're gonna do this um because it is june early june and um, mandatory minicamp started just today. We were recording this on Tuesday, obviously. Here's where we should start. The, the Titans receivers that have had 1,000-yard seasons. Okay, there's been just six of them. Derek Mason, A.J. Brown, we've already talked about those two guys. Uh-huh. Kendall Wright, Nate Washington, our guy Drew Bennett, and Delaney Walker, a tight end. So the other thing about this list is of, of the six guys who've caught for or, or recorded 1,000 receiving yards in, in a single season, just two of those guys have done it multiple times. Derek Mason did it four times. A.J. Brown did it twice. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, while doing it twice, never touched 1,100 yards. So the best single season for receiving yards in Titan history belongs to Derek Mason in 2003. He had a 1,303-yard season in 2003. That's an insane amount of numbers or same amount of receiving yards. You know who's right behind him? 
You remember that 04 season when Billy Volick and Drew Bennett lit the world on fire? Yeah, Drew Bennett's in second place. Drew Bennett had a 1,247 yard. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. In 2004, that's the second biggest single season when it comes to receiving yards in Titans history. So the Mount Rushmore, I think you have Derek Mason on there as a lock. Derek Mason's the best receiver in Titans history. A.J. Brown has to be up there. Two 1,000-yard seasons. It's the second most seasons eclipsing 1,000 yards. That's a huge benchmark for a receiver. So A.J. Brown has to be up there. Whether you, you want to put him second or third, he's definitely up there. I've got him at second just because of what, what, what he you, you know was on pace to be and what he was in terms of the wide receiver conversation in the NFL. Like he was right. probably that 10th, maybe 11th dude after just three seasons. The potential argument. That's smart. That's a, that's another sports talk radio staple right there, Jack, is because no one can argue you when you say potential. All right. There, there's not like if you think a guy has potential, that's purely opinion based and they cannot argue that away from you. So that's exactly. smart, Jack. But wouldn't yeah. you agree that w- whether he whether he's second, third or fourth, he's on the Mount Rushmore? I don't have him on my Mount Rushmore. Really? OK, well, hold on. Let me finish mine. Then we'll get to yours. OK, so A.J. Brown, he's definitely on mine. Derek Mason's absolutely on there behind him. I've got Nate Washington. He spent six years with the Titans. He had one 1000 yard season. He's got the third most receiving yards in Titans history, eighth most in the franchise history when you include the Houston Oilers. Third most in Titans history, Nate Washington's number three for me. He's also got the third most receiving touchdowns with 28, again, six years with the team. I feel like he was here for a much shorter time period, but I guess those, those that decade from 2010 to 2020 really just flew by just how painful it was. It kind of all blended together. It's one big, long nightmare. But yeah. Nate Washington's <laughs> on there for me. <laughs> it was one big long nightmare. <laughs> then I have Drew Bennett. Drew Bennett has to be a part of this. He, uh, I mentioned the 04 season. He he spent six years with the Titans, four thousand yards receiving, so about five hundred yards behind Nate Washington. Two hundred seventy three catches, um, twenty five touchdowns. He had a bunch of touchdowns. Again, most came in that two thousand four season where he was really snubbed from a Pro Bowl. I thought that was ridiculous. How do you make? How do you get twelve hundred forty seven yards? In 2004, not go to the Pro Bowl. That's that's bull crap. So Drew Bennett, fourth for me. Honorable mention to Kendall Wright, the other guy who put up 1,000-yard seasons. I think all the guys who put up 1,000 yards are in consideration in a single season at least. Yeah. So Kendall, Kendall Wright's my honorable mention. He falls just short because I've got Drew Bennett nudging him out. So, again, my four, Derek Mason, A.J. Brown, Nate Washington, Drew Bennett. Those are those are ranked one through four. I've got, I, I got A.J. ahead of Nate Washington. Okay. Uh, all right. So mine might surprise you a little bit. Uh, my Mount Rushmore. And I put a lot of thought into this. I put, I put time, hours, sweat, <laughs> tears. Uh, in fact, I neglected my child for the last three days coming up with this list. And, uh, my wife and I are in a rough spot. Uh, we could be heading for uh divorce just because of how much time I put in this, into this list. And I want just the Titans, you know, the Titan up listeners, the Tuppers. I want you guys to know that I go to these extents for you. I go this far. I go the extra mile because I want to do you right when it comes to my coverage of the Tennessee Titans. Wait till your wife hears the most accurate Titans receiver, Mount Rushmore of all time. Then see if, see if that patches things up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but then also wait until she finds out that I've got this uh, Titans flag hanging in her room. You could have more than one problem on your hands. That's very true. So I'll just go ahead and start my number one on my Mount Rushmore. 
a guy by the name of Tyrone Calico, okay? <laughs> Middle Tennessee's finest. Now, you're probably like, why? Ty he was kind of a bust. Why are you putting him on there? Uh, because he's, he ran one of the fastest 40 times in the NFL combine, and that's got to account for something. How many other Titans wide receivers can say that? That's Zero. A good point. A.J. Brown ran a slow time. Drew Bennett right? didn't get drafted, so I assume his time Drew, was Well, slow. Drew Bennett's white, so that yeah, right there, that you know, he didn't that doesn't play into his favor there. I, I wonder what yeah. D. Mason, Nate Washington's were. Maybe I'll look those up while you keep going. Yeah, so Tyrone Calico did something that no other Titans wide receiver uh, did, and I think that needs to be uh, respected. Uh, my number two on my Mount Rushmore. And again, these are in no order. They're not ranked. Uh, these are just because it is a Mount Rushmore and it's a cop out for sports talk radio hosts. We're just giving our top four, uh, in no order. Uh, but the second name I'm throwing on my Mount Rushmore, his face, Justin Gage. Why? Okay. Kerry Collins days, two sport athlete, basketball and football, uh, he played at the University of Missouri. So oh that right gosh. there alone. And he's a former Chicago Bear. I'm coming from Chicago. I had to give him a shout out. That better uh, be the last Missouri receiver on your Titans Mount Rushmore. Uh, uh, so I was going to put Chris Sanders on here, mainly because I was reading some comments to a Mike Herndon tweet uh, on, on Twitter when Mike Herndon was talking about the best wide receivers of all time. And he listed a bunch of guys and um, Paul Kaharski got really mad that um, that he said that statistically you could potentially put Chris Sanders in the top four. Uh, Paul Kaharski, of course, chimed in and was like, you can't put Chris Sanders on this list. You know, he doesn't deserve anywhere near this list. So for that reason, I, I considered putting Chris Sanders on my list, but he got narrowly edged out uh, by Doriel Green Beckham. Again, oh, Mizzou guy. All right. Look, I got a um, shout out and respect to my own. And last but not least, uh, on, on my Titans wide receiver, Mount Rushmore, a guy uh, who was kind of one of the first splash trades the Titans made in their franchise. And technically, they made it while they were still the Tennessee Oilers. But this is a guy who you know he's near and near to my heart. He's near and dear to this podcast's heart, quite frankly. The first jersey I ever owned. Yancey Thigpen mm. is on my Mount Rushmore. So there you go. Former Pittsburgh Steeler. And you know the Steelers are good at drafting wide receivers. So if you put all four of your guys on the Titans right now in their primes, do you think the Titans make the playoffs? Jack, no. If I put all four of those guys in their primes on the Titans right now, it's not a matter of if the Titans make the playoffs. It's a matter of uh, how many hands they have to fit the number of rings they're going to produce. Okay? <laughs> I'm surprised you love Kenny Britoff just simply for having the most arrests in Titans wide receiver history. Well, that is. And, and so, well, I actually have a second Mount Rushmore, if you're cool. Oh, if, my if God. We, if we have the time. This is the uh, this is a Mount Rushmore. See if you can catch the the common theme. The first one was Mount this Bustmore. Mount Rushmore. Okay, we'll we'll keep it going. Whoa, bro, dude! Did I? First of all, I did not come in knocking, throwing haymakers saying, at was, your Mount Rushmore. You went Mount right? Bustmore. You were about no. I went Bust Mount City. Rushmore, bro. I I picked guys that did stuff that no other Titans receiver oh, did. By the way, and that was you, either running fast times in the combine or graduating from the University of Missouri. Before you. <laughs> you move on to your second Mount Rushmore, which is unacceptable and I shouldn't allow. But I, I do want to go back to the Calico 40-yard dash time. Yeah. The Titans only draft slow receivers. 
That is true. Yes. Like, like seriously, when, when I read through some of these numbers, you're going to be like, oh my God, Traylon Burks is going to be the best ever. Right. So Tyron Calico, he put up a 4-3-4 in the 40. Yeah. Very fast time. Very fast. Very fast time. Kendall Wright, you, you would have thought he put up a good 40 time. He was small. Could no, move. He was like 4-7 or something. 4-6-1. A disgusting 40-yard oh dash. Then you have Nate Washington. He actually had the same time that Derek Mason did, both at 4-5-5. Oh, man. Was there so any? Were we there any have, wide receivers? Were there any wide receivers? Do you have more? More? Uh, AJ Brown. Times? AJ Brown was a four four nine. So he was the only guy under four five of the players that we listed. Did anyone ru- besides run a sub a sub four seven? Everyone ran a sub four seven. Everyone? No, I mean, I mean, sorry, a, 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 a sub the opposite direction. No, I don't think so. That I mean, you gotta you gotta figure out how slow that is. That, that's like Chiga Conquu ran like a four four something. And Bro, he was faster ran, than Burks and Phillips. Phillips put up the worst one. I think he was four five eight this year. Dude, I ran a four seven. I don't appreciate. I don't appreciate. Well, yeah, that. but you you could you held up the average and squat for the big twelve running back. I I'm white and have short legs, and I that's I'm hurt right now. Um, All right, okay. go ahead. Go see ahead. If you can catch, see if you can catch the theme of my second Mount Rushmore. Okay, the first face, Julio Jones. Oh, I the love second this. face. Randy Moss, the third face, Andre Johnson. The fourth face, I was maybe going to do Eric Molds, but instead I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. Mm, I thought David Givens would fit in there as well. David or, Givens. Or, you remember Eric Decker? O-L-I, that Eric was a Decker. Torturous year. But do you, are you catching Eric, the Eric theme Decker. of the, my second Mount Rushmore? Yeah, the, the best receivers in NFL history. Just yeah, wide receivers that had great careers elsewhere, just not with and the then Titans. Did nothing in Tennessee. Like their their careers were better elsewhere. Yeah, hopefully uh, Robert AJ, Woods doesn't <laughs> fall into that category. Yeah, and hopefully AJ Brown doesn't fall. Like, he was the last <laughs> name on the list. I hope I hope he doesn't have a better career elsewhere. Okay, um, Jack. Um, real quick before we get to Kayla Anderson, Aunt Kayla, uh, Bud Dupree. Um, yes, here's a little optimism, about. little, you want a little, Hey, whip out a shot glass. Let us pour you a, a quick shot of, uh, optimism. Okay. Where the, even if you're listening to this at work or on your way to work or while driving, it doesn't matter. You can drink and drive, uh, it's in terms of this poison, shot of optimism. It's the finest poison you'll find on this side of the Mississippi. Oh, without question, dude, this is the freaking, you're going to have to spit into a spittoon after uh, taking a shot of this. Jack, what do we have for our shot about the Bud Dupree quote, hit the people with it? Well, you know, Bud Dupree was at camp today and he got to speak with the media and a bunch of these guys on defense finally got to get back, um, you know, with the team, at least in the building. Jeffrey Simmons didn't practice today. Um, Traylon Burks didn't practice today, but Bud Dupree was out there and he was participating. Bud Dupree said that his confidence is at a different level and that he feels like he's all the way back after suffering that torn ACL two seasons ago in Pittsburgh. Right. And another thing he said was he didn't feel healthy, like fully healthy. That knee didn't feel absolutely right until the playoff game of last year. Oh, and wow. that, that shouldn't come as a surprise, right? Because he, he was dealing with an abdominal strain that kept him out, possibly overcompensating for that knee injury that he had to deal with over the course of the offseason. And then he comes to a new team, learns a new system, kind of struggles out of the gates. They, they were pretty conservative with, with how much they were putting him on the field 
early, but he he said today that he didn't really feel like himself until the playoff game last year. Yeah. And what happened in that playoff game? Uh, look, Jack, if that's him feeling himself, my goodness. Like if he's if if like when Bud Dupree started feeling right and this team put together nine sacks. Oh my gosh. Imagine a full season of Bud Dupree feeling right. Uh, get this guy healthy, put him in a glass box. All right. Do like that scene from uh, final destination where you just put him in the middle of the room and you tape all the corners down and you, and you keep all the sharp edges away from him. P- padded walls, padded walls. Yes. Like do what you need to do to keep this guy safe until next season starts, because if Bud Dupree feeling healthy results in the, the whole team putting together nine sacks, Oh, baby, we could be uh, that. That could be bad news for opposing quarterbacks that have to go up against that front four. Think about that. Uh, Harold Landry had his moment last season, 12, 12 and a half sacks. Yeah, obviously the middle of that D line, Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons are probably going to combine from somewhere between 15 to 20, if not more. Um, then you have Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree getting getting a lot of money on that side. He's, he's on a five-year deal worth 82.5 mil. For those of you that aren't uh, math majors at home, that's $16.5 million per year. $16.5 million per year. Well, he got three sacks last year. So each sack was costing a little over $5 million per year. That's not good. And no. there's a lot of Bud Dupree defenders. I'm one of that's them. like that's like that's like how much Whole Foods would sell their sacks for. You know? <laughs> yeah, all right. And uh, you you know I'm a Bud Dupree defender, but at the same time I don't want to you know make excuses for the guy because when you pay somebody that much money, you want production. You don't just want disruption. You want production. Disruption mm-hmm. is cool, and Elijah Molden surely benefited off of it when Carson Wentz threw him that left-handed pick at the goal line um, to, to really take that Titans game into overtime against the Colts in Indianapolis. But imagine if Bud Dupree feels healthy the full season this year. Three oh. sacks last year. He disrupted quarterbacks, and he, you know he took some attention away from the other side of the D-line where Harold Landry thrived. But if he's back to, to healthy and feeling good oh, and unstoppable, Jack, don't make me imagine it. Don't make I me. I mean, ma- oh. let's just say we get let's just say we get eight sacks out of Bud Dupree next. Oh year. my gosh! All right, now I got to go change my pants. Eight sacks out of Bud Dupree. You expect Jeffrey Simmons after an eight and a half sack year to probably get to ten ish, and we'll we'll be conservative with Danico Autry. Put him at seven. So that's that's twenty five sacks between those three guys. Harold Landry can go from anywhere between ten to fifteen. I think. So that's just your front four adding up to possibly 40 sacks. Um, all right, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Because, seriously. Ser- no, that, that's all, that's realistic. 10 sacks a guy. They're not all going to have yeah, 10, but, this but is some from are going to have like, more. We're only two years removed from 19 sacks and the the lowest in the NFL. And they the the front, the the, the defensive line, obviously like they didn't have Autry and, and Bud Dupree, but it like was still pretty solid defensive line. And they only put up 19 sacks and we couldn't figure it out. So, but, but you've got to admit that now where we are now, 40 sacks is not unrealistic for the front no. four guys alone. I mean, if they can stay healthy. Yes. And that's the biggest thing. And in thing. the trenches, that's a big if, uh, because that is one of, I mean, you're literally seeing contact on every single play. Um, but Jack, one of the, uh, one of the things that I love about minicamp is you, you hear from guys like Bud Dupree. You hear from Ryan Tannehill. You heard from Derrick Henry, which I absolutely loved. Um, but I, what I didn't love was the questions that Derrick Henry got tossed his way. I think he, he answered nine questions, and eight of them were about his workouts. 
come on. That's like that the first time you get Derrick Henry since the Cincinnati loss. And all you're going to ask him about is his, is his offseason workout. Like, who are you? Me? Like, that's the only thing I would ask about. Okay. I, you're the media. Like, I hold you to a higher regard than, than my standards. Well, so, I just, so be, what would you want them to ask? Let, let's, let's do know. questions that Austin wants the media to ask the Derek. All right. Okay. I'll help you Derek. with it. I, okay. I I wanted to know about the foot. Obviously, they have to ask that. They asked that today. He said the foot feels fine. Foot feels yeah. good. Right. And, and him about he, the foot. He, yeah, he's not going to say anything more than that. Um, maybe you ask him about a contract. Maybe you ask, like, they where, asked where? him about it. They they asked him about that today. What'd they say? What do you say? I missed that. He said, I, I believe that the something along the lines of, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but the question I believe was on the, along the lines of, you know, a new deal for Derrick Henry. I don't, I don't know how much sense that that really makes coming off of an injury. I think you'd want to see him at least, you know, return to form before that conversation really is held in the Titans facility. But I do believe they addressed that question. The workouts, here's the thing about the workouts. I'm not going to go up and ask, let's say, Austin Hooper about his off-season workout program. Why? No. Because Austin Hooper is not well, built like a tractor combined with a with the Terminator, <laughs> co- combined with, uh, I mean, just an alien. Derrick Henry is a totally different well, person. Well, Predator now. Predator now. With predator. Him. That's right. Yeah. So Derrick Henry's workouts are fair to ask about, but yeah, I agree. Maybe not just absolutely I, beat them into the ground. I just feel like it's it's chasing virality. And obviously it's like, you know, the workouts, Derrick Henry posts a workout and it goes instantly viral and all the NFL sites and everything. We talk about Uh, this season, Mount Rushmore season. It's clickbait season as well. Yeah. And, but, but that's, that's where it's kind of frustrating because it's like, I think everyone's looking for that quote to go with the workout. And I don't know. I just feel like we don't hear from Derrick Henry very often. I'd like to hear more. You know, what was, you know, what was the reasoning that he didn't show up to the first round of OTAs? Like, was there anything behind that was, um, but you remember, know, well, they asked him and he said he works out twice a day for six days. We heard Kayla Anderson say that. So yeah, I, they are kind of, there's not a lot you can ask Derek Henry because for as good as good of a football player as he is, he's not a great quote. He's not going to say anything no. controversial. No, he's not right. I mean, you're going to get, yeah, you're going to get generic boring answers back but i still think you're you should Asking be the question is happening yes right yeah that's right thank you gi joe that's a <laughs> reference that goes way over your head uh th- all right the and right. last thing i'll say before we get to kayla anderson jack big nfl news huge nfl news no way this is um tyson is signed big. a new receiver obj what? coming home Yes, yes. OBJ has signed with the Titans. And uh, I, f- I felt like I'd bring that up right before we get to our interview, just yeah. as kind of like a throwaway topic. Yeah, just OBJ is with the Titans now. Caleb oh, yeah, Anderson. by the way, by the way, yeah, by the way, OBJ is with the Titans. Uh, just news that fell under the radar. No, the NFL today announced they have a new official pizza sponsor. Or should I say a new official pizza pizza sponsor? Jack. Little Caesars has hit the big time. $5 hot and ready's going to the league. $5 hot and ready's going to the league. Little Caesars has uh you could say stabbed P 
Pizza Hut in the back like they were Brutus, little Brutus. Okay, that was a Shakespeare reference. A, a uh, two Little Caesars. <laughs> no, I love you, Jack. Uh, so Pizza Hut, guys, someone has officially out Pizza the Hut. Uh, by the time this podcast drops, probably a million one people have made that joke by now. But uh, the agreement offers Little Caesars a set of exclusive marketing rights designed to connect the brand with the NFL, its events, and fans. This is big news for a couple of reasons. One, Pizza Hut boldly claims that no one out pizzas the hut. They can't claim that anymore, in my opinion. And two, you're literally called Pizza Hut. What does a quarterback say when he snaps the ball? Hut. How are you going to screw up that sponsorship? Pizza Hut. Like that is literally, that is Deshaun Jackson dropping the ball before crossing the goal line. That is, that is, uh, I hate to bring it up, but Kevin Dyson getting tackled on the one yard line Super Bowl. Drew Bennett, fourth and long in uh, New England. That is Algie Crumpler fumbling the football on the five yard line. Like that, it is. That is brutal for Pizza Hut, but huge for Little Caesars. That is, and that tells me, you know what? Dan Campbell's doing the right things because Little Caesars based out of Detroit. Dan Campbell's getting the, he's turning Detroit around and it is bringing them on top into the national scene in the NFL. Jets pizza is the best Detroit style pizza. And you can't argue with that. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But, you know, you got to give Little Caesars its, its, its you, due. You know what I'm thinking of that would have made tons of money for this particular company? If Omaha Steaks would have been partners with the Denver Broncos when Manning was up there, just screaming oh, Omaha. That would have been day. brilliant. Would have Steaks. been brilliant. Somebody, can somebody just bring me onto their marketing team? You just you just, just had to bring up you just had to bring up a former Tennessee Vol and the word Omaha in uh one oh. sentence, didn't you? That's brutal. Yeah, Peyton That's Manning mean. did not help the Vols call. That's there. mean. And on a weekend where your old Miss Rebels are going to to the college world series yeah, that's that's dude that's mean that's a low blow you know the baseball gods they have a funny way of operating before we get to kayla your mount rushmore of pizzas go domino's jets domino's and jets for sure one 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 two papa john's since shack took over i want to i want to label it shack's papa john's so shack's papa john's at three who would be <laughs> number four you don't want to be uh you don't want to be associated with john shatner not particularly. I've um, had over 40 pizzas in the last 40 days. <laughs> that was like a, a John Plaster Shatner right there. Um, I've, hey, hey, listen, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do, okay? Listen, Nashville, I, I love you. We're going to be talking Predators in the next segment with David Clammer. Rest in peace. <laughs> and... And uh, and bad. then I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you what I want to go with it. Coming up next, I want to get your reaction. Okay, <laughs> I can't stand you sometimes. I've um, had a, hey, I've had over forty pizzas in the last forty days. So I don't know what my fourth would be. I guess if you put you know with these major chains, it's got to be it's got to be Pizza Hut at four. I think they slide in. Wow! In, college, a- in Oxford, there was a there was a Pizza Hut close to my house. And I think it was on Sundays, they had like a $10 all you can eat. Okay. And when you're in college, you know, later in the afternoon on a Sunday, fun day, you stop in there and yeah. Oh, wait, CeCe's Pizza. CeCe's Pizza is for CeCe's Pizza. Snuck in there. Pizza Hut, you got cut out. Someone else out pizza the hut. CeCe's outdid them. They outpriced the hut as well. Um, okay. Yeah. Five, five ninety nine for all you can eat. I, uh, 
fun fact in, in high school, I said, if I ever went over a hundred yards rushing, I would take my entire offensive line out to dinner. Well, and then the first time I went over a hundred yards, I was like, Oh damn. Now I have to pay for five <laughs> meals. And then like, I also had like the tight ends being like, Hey, can we come on that? We technically blocked for you too. So I had to bring five offensive linemen and two tight ends to dinner. I, and I, I was like, I can't afford this. So I took them to CZ's pizza. Was that a cop out? No, no, that counts because in okay. high school, you've got very little to work with. So like a CC's golden corral pizza hut on a Sunday type situation that works. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Just making sure. Cause yeah, I, I, I've, I've always kind of felt bad about that ever since I'm like, did, was that, am I a, am I a douchebag for in, like in high taking school, them to an actual restaurant? CC's was the top of the top. I mean, all the cinnamon you can eat too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going, uh, how about this for my, my Mount Rushmore? I'm, I'm going Papa John's in there. I think of all the chains. It's just, it's, it's the best. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll go with Shaq's Papa John's like Jack. Okay. Jack Smart did. move. Good PR move. Yeah. Um, Domino's is getting better, but not good enough to make it into See, my top. Five. I think they've got the, the best thin crust in the game. They've yeah, they've really stepped their game up. They've turned it around. I got to give them their OLI outside looking in. I got to give them their their due. But I'm I'm going Gumby's Pizza in Columbia, Missouri. Now a lot of people say Shakespeare's hands down best pizza. You know it's like nationally known. Oh, if you go to Columbia, you got to go to Shakespeare's Pizza. No f that. Screw that. Shakespeare's doesn't hold a candle to Gumby's, uh, and it's great late night food. So I'm going Gumby's pizza. And then I'm going Joey's house of pizza, Williamson County. You know what I'm talking about. I thought you we guys... were just going chain style here. Everyone's going to oh. think I have the most trash pizza taste in America. Well, I mine. mean, people are probably going to think that anyway, no matter who you said, uh, uh, Joey's house of pizza. <laughs> Got to give love to Joey, New York style pizza in, in, uh, middle Tennessee. That was the way to go. Uh, and Costco pizza, my number three Costco pizza. Have you ever had Costco pizza? I, I don't think I have, but I've been that's why pretty... you don't have hair on your chest, Jack, because oh, it that's is, not true. It is literally, it is literally game changing Costco pizza. And it's like a buck 25 or something, buck 50 for a slice, a, a slice, the size of your head too. I, I mean, you've got well, a big head. What's going to be fourth DiGiorno? I mean, come on, we got to step our game up from Costco. Whoa, bro. Clearly you can't, you can't downplay Costco when you haven't even had it. It's great. Costco has great pizza. And, uh, and lastly, oh man, I really want to go little Caesars just because they're now the NFL partner. Um, but I think I'm going to go and I don't want to go local again. Cause I went way too local with my list. I, cause I would say like Paquads here in Chicago. Oh, it's so good. Um, but I'm not a big deep dish guy. I like New York style. I'm not pizza, either. Deep dish isn't pizza to me. It's different. It, it's, it's a casserole. It's, it's like a lasagna hybrid. It is. Yeah. It's better than St. Louis style pizza though, which if you don't know what St. Louis style pizza, you're a better man for it. Cause that is just cardboard and uh, rubber cement. Um, I, uh, so I'll go, you know what? I'll go little Caesars. I'll go little Caesars hot and ready. You know, how, how often can you get a pizza that's you walk hot in, you and walk ready? Out. $5. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's, it's a great price. It is beautiful. So, well, with inflation, it's probably like, what, $27 now? So, uh, but uh, that's our uh, pizza Mount Rushmore. Who would have thought that you'd get this many Mount Rushmores in one episode? Huh? We're going to, we're going to, this is the only time we're doing Mount Rushmores. So we're just going to blow it out of the water. We're, we're going to do a Mount gonna, Rushmore. We're going to burn ourselves out of Mount Rushmore. Let's do a Mount Rushmore of uh, of sponsors of this podcast. 
Well, at the top of the list would be Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic <laughs> dentistry. And hey, if you've been eating a lot of junk food, if you've been to CeCe's chowing on those cinnamon rolls or devouring whatever sticks you're getting from Little Caesars, go check out the fine folks over at Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry. I went in for a cleaning and I had the best time. Seriously, like I, I'd been to the dentist and, I, and I'll admit this to you guys because we're in a trust tree here. I didn't go to the dentist for like four years in college. I just completely skipped out on it. It, it didn't, I didn't have the time. Didn't seem like something I wanted to do. It made me anxious. I never liked walking into the dentist and I don't have bad teeth. I've never had a cavity. But when I walked into Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry, it was just a comfortable environment for me. And it will be for you too, when you check them out, because they have a friendly staff and they're equally as talented. They've been in business in Nashville for over 40 years. This means they've been doing something right. They treat patients from the age of two years old to 104 years old. So if you've got a little baby who wants to find a dentist, wants to get that first checkup, take them to Dr. Hecklin's. If you've got a great grandparent and the last two teeth in our head are in some trouble, take them to Dr. Hecklin's family and cosmetic dentistry. They handle everything from crowns to dentures to smile makeovers and veneers. If, if you're due for a cleaning, this is the place for you. And if you're a little overdue for a cleaning, if you know what I mean, they're offering 10% off core whitening if you mention A to Z Sports. So go into Dr. Jacqueline's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. They're located at 5606 Brookwood Place. It's off White Bridge Road in West Nashville. And get your smile looking right for the summer. Remember, 10% off core whitening when you mention A to Z Sports. Go check them out. Dr. Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. With that said, let's get the guy line with that. Oh man, are Jack and I excited for this one? We're bringing her back, uh, and she is an aunt of this podcast, uh, Emmy-winning sports anchor for WKRN News Channel Two, host of the Press Pass podcast. Uh, this woman literally covers everything uh, from from college baseball to 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 basketball to to football to hockey to badminton to uh, to uh, what, what's that? Uh, uh, what's what's the high lie that 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 sport they play with like the curved hooks? She <laughs> covers that about. as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, literally anything with a ball, or sometimes even not with a ball, the a hockey, puck. a puck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she covers it all. You can find her on both Instagram and Twitter at Kayla Anderson TV. She is Kayla Anderson. Kayla, how are you? I am doing so well, guys. I'm in air conditioning like you guys are because <laughs> if you are anywhere, I think really in the country right now, it is steaming. I mean, it oh. is hot out there. So I'm trying to keep cool in here, but I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. You know, it's hot when it's like hot where I am in Chicago, like when it's yeah. hot here, like I just feel bad for the rest of the country because I know it's even hotter elsewhere. And last night we had, um, we had tornadoes rip through Chicago. So a lot of people are without power today. Luckily I'm not one of them, wow. but imagine being without like ac in this temperature no, no. i wouldn't yeah i, I, I would, I would... Be by the refrigerator opening <laughs> up the uh what is it the ice what i can't even remember what you call it now because it's that the ice box the, the yeah. ice tray the ice tray i'd like and i would be sitting there with my head stuck in. oh yeah yeah there's <laughs> no way you could survive that no, there isn't a way you can survive that. Um, now, Kayla, you're uh, 
uh, on the day this podcast drops Wednesday, you're going to be out at minicamp. First yeah. of all, are you prepared? Are you, are you ready? Okay. So don't laugh at me guys, because I okay. am, a, I am a girl, even though a lot of the time <laughs> you wouldn't probably consider me that with my foul mouth, um, outside <laughs> of the news, of course. And sure, right. if, if I'm not on the news, I'm literally in what I'm like wearing now, which is a t-shirt and like leggings and my hair up. And so, <laughs> yeah, right. but the first thing I thought about going to camp this week was how am I going to do my hair? so that it stays out of my face and I stay cool, but I could still be presentable on TV. Cause of course you guys, after we do all of that coverage for about two and a half hours of practice, we have to go tape stuff for the news. And right. so we have to look somewhat put together. Oh, and I'm tough. not lying guys. It's hard sometimes being a female in that way because you gotta dress right. You gotta have the hair right. And you're gonna sweat no matter what, but you wanna try to play it down as much as possible, so. Yeah, I well, I don't think it's exclusive to females because I know Jack goes through a lot of the same thing is because yes. he does that A to Z sports morning show every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And he's yeah. constantly worrying about what what he's going to do with his hair for it. So <laughs> it, funny enough, and a bunch of the people that listen to this also listen to that show and they know it. But uh, I started doing the morning show, you know, for the past few years, you know, hopping in whenever I could. And I would go hatless and. Right. I, I I'll be I'll be upfront about this. You know, I've got a receding hairline. I'm 26 years old, but my hairline is like 46. And so I, I got to the point where the people in the morning show chat room would just blast me about my hair. So I wear a hat every time I go on now. They've they've beaten me down. I can't take it anymore, Kayla. I could, I Jack, that. you can't let the commenters win. You can't no. let the reply guys get in and was, get in your get in your receding hairline battle. head. Yeah, I was fighting a losing battle the whole time. And, you know, there, there's times where you just got to pack your bags and get ready for the next war. And that was one was, of them. Was the losing battle with the uh, reply guys or with your hairline? <laughs> both both were tough okay. to win. Both. You know there's things out for that now. Uh, yeah, I know, they, I, I know that Bosley has kind of lost its edge on the market. I, I've been seeing keeps and hymns. Believe me, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. I know I, I know what I'm, I'm looking at here. Well, let's let's start there because uh, on on this topic that we currently are on, because uh, Kayla, I feel like uh, a topic that has kind of divided uh, Titans fans, um, one that has kind of gotten away, and it's taken the baton from the AJ Brown, uh, Derek Mason wide receiver debate that was uh, that kept us entertained for about six days. What? Where do you stand? on the Derrick Henry dreadlocks versus T-Rack tail hairdo. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me this. That's the, that's the first thing that I went to Twitter this morning when I saw the Titans had put an Instagram story up about the King being back. And the first thing, of course, that I noticed is the hair. And yeah. I was like, that's not the tail that we're all used to seeing for the past few years. And every time I looked at that tail, I'm not going to lie, guys, I was like, doesn't that feel uncomfortable? I'm like, isn't that like an uncomfortable dude to have in your helmet every time that you go out there afraid that maybe somebody's going to tug on it? And then I asked <laughs> Ramon Foster from 104.5, I said, is that an uncomfortable thing to do? Because he was really getting me up to speed on just how different, you know, it is to have your hairstyles like that with the dreads and everything. And he said, it's actually really comfortable having it in a tail. So I was shocked about that. But now I saw the tail is off. He's kind of a little bit more free and I really like it. I, I kind of feel like 
I kind of felt free. Like the flow was there. (laughs) I can say it was a flow, you know, not all wrapped up. It was kind of like Derrick Henry. Now he's at another level in his career and he's kind of a little more free, right guys? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you thought Derrick Henry was terrifying before now think about Derrick Henry letting his hair down. Like now he's just finally gets to breathe a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But at the top, Kayla, Austin mentioned that, you know, 30% of the, the world is, is, is covered by land and the rest is covered by Kayla Anderson. That's so right. I, I want to ask you, what were your main takeaways from voluntary OTAs? Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, Derrick Henry, Bud Dupree, some of the bigger names weren't out there. But what did you notice from some of the new guys and, and some of the guys who've been here for a couple of years? Yeah. And look, it's not a huge surprise that some of those guys weren't there. I think for the most part, they kind of earned that, especially when we're talking about that defensive front, just with how much work they did last season. I know people thought maybe having Jeffrey Simmons out there would have been nice, but he was at Von Miller's camp. He was obviously doing work outside of that. Um, Derek Henry, I don't fault him at all for not being at uh, OTAs just for the fact that he has his own routine. And I'm sorry, like you cannot hate on that. He does <laughs> everything he can do to be in shape. He told the media on Tuesday that he works out six days a week, two times a day. The only day he takes off is Sunday. And uh, maybe when he goes and does some business appearances. So let the man be on that. Um, What I took though from the guys that were at OTAs is first and foremost, I think everybody is in love with Malik Willis. And here's the reason why. First of all, he dropped down in the draft. Nobody expected him to drop down that far. And then the Titans go and get a quarterback after all the Ryan Tannehill stuff that had gone on with him not showing up to OTAs earlier on. Um, and so everybody was kind of rooting for Malik Willis. And then his first press conference that he had in rookie minicamp, he was phenomenal. He had a great kind of quirky personality. He wasn't afraid to kind of clap back a little bit. Uh, he put some punch, some kind of jokes in there. I thought for being a, a rookie, this guy definitely has a personality and I like it because it's, it's confidence too. So everybody kind of had their eyes on him during OTAs. And then when Ryan Tannehill showed up, clearly it kind of moved to Ryan Tannehill and what he was doing out there. Um, I also really enjoyed seeing um, some of the rookies like Chigo Conqua. I think that guy is turning into uh, one of the guys that I think will be a fan favorite for Titans fans. I think today I read again on Tuesday that he caught three touchdowns and seven on seven drills at the end of camp. And Ryan Tannehill was really praising him for just a guy who's picking up things quickly, really fun to be around. What I also learned is that uh, Dylan Radins may be a starter. Uh, (laughs) We worked a lot on that right side, guys, something that we questioned all of last year on what we were going to expect from him. And then really leading up into OTAs this year like what is Dylan Radins going to be and could he be a starter and it looks like he's working his way possibly into doing that of course you have Nicholas Petit Frere too that could um, come on strong if if he picks things up which he went to Ohio State probably will pick things up strong Um, and other than that I just think seeing the guys out there um, being back as a team and not being happy with what happened last year you could kind of see that in the attitudes of all the guys that we talked to like they've got a chip on their shoulder now and I really like teams that have chips on their shoulder as bad as it was at the end of last year losing that game um, I think it could benefit them just with the attitude coming back this season that they're not going to let down their guard 
On on that point, the chip on the shoulder, right? Uh, we saw Taylor Lewan get to camp as early as he could. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, he got there pretty early as well. And, I mean, a bunch of these quarterbacks are still just thrown by themselves. I mean, you look around the league at some of the stars that still aren't at, uh, you know, minicamp and, and, and stuff like that and some of the offseason team activities. What would you make of Lewan and Tannehill and some of, the, some of the guys on offense getting there a little early? I thought it was great. And we gave Tannehill some heat clearly uh, when he didn't show up for the workout part. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's just what comes along with the territory of being a quarterback and not doing what he probably needed to do in that game and throwing those three interceptions. It doesn't all lie on him, but he obviously had things he had to deal with. He came here as soon as he was able to come here and he's really taken on a big, bigger leadership role. I know that he was a vocal guy, but I think, um, he's even more vocal than he was last year. I, I know in OTAs, one of the drills, I've never seen him do this before. He, before they started one of the drills with the wide receivers and tight ends, he got up in front of everyone and was like explaining, you know, routes. And I thought that that was okay, cool. This is something I've never seen him do, at least in front of the media. And I was like, this guy is really taking it upon himself to take it to another level this year. Cause he was not happy with his performance. Um, and Taylor Lewan, what can I say? I love that dude. I know a lot of people, they, they can say what they want because he is a vocal guy, but he's somebody who's honest and I appreciate that. And being here and putting in the work early on, I think he was just excited to be healthy guys because he spent last year at this time, he wasn't fully healthy. He wasn't able to run. He said like by any means up to speed. And this year, he was like, man, I want to be there with the guys because I'm actually going to soak this in. I don't know how many years I have left. So taking advantage of the healthy years he has, I think that was awesome that he was able to be there and work with some of those younger offensive linemen as well. What'd you make of his, uh, of his comments about how he's like, he's finally having fun. Like last year, he said there was a lot of times last year that weren't fun for him. Did that, uh, was that more telling for the season ahead or for last season? And even though, despite, you know, finishing number one in the AFC, like they, it didn't end the way they wanted. Did you see that play more into kind of how last year turned out? Or did you see it more as like a, a look ahead to what the next year can bring? I think for him personally last year, it was a struggle. And you know the way that Luan started. I mean, against the Arizona Cardinals, just completely getting demolished. Um, But he worked his way into the season. Like, it wasn't the season he wanted to have. Obviously, he had some ups and downs. I think personally, personally, he was struggling. I think that there was still some pain and some things you have to go through when you're coming off of, you know, that injury. And so I think mentally for him and physically, it was a tough year, even though they had success. I think now he's finally feeling a hundred percent himself. And I think he's really embracing that. And that's such a good thing, knowing that that offensive line is such a key part of this Titans team, this Titans offense. Um, You know, they have to have the guys up front working and at their best. And I think having a healthy, mentally healthy Taylor Lewan is a really good thing. Kyle Phillips has been a guy that a lot of Titans fans are already falling in love with. I, Titans fans have this issue, and me and Austin talk about it all the time, right? It's, I know what you're going to say. It's something about those late-round draft picks, those yeah. you, you know shorter guys, the guys yeah. that aren't your trailing Burks. They're, they're not Mason built like A.J. Brown, Mason right. Kinsey. 
a bunch of these guys that, like, and I'm not going to say that Kyle Phillips is a, a roster long shot, but no. he, you know, he's a new face. He's not that, you, you know, dominating physical receiver that the Titans have brought in from time to time. And we heard Craig Ackerman speak today on what he expects Kyle Phillips to be able to bring to the team and special teams. Mm-hmm. What, what have you seen out of Phillips and, and how do you think he can help the Titans early on in the season? I think he's a really smart player. Look, I'm a Pac-12 girl, so I can hate, <laughs> I can hate on my conference as much as I want. Wazoo. At me as much yeah. as you want. But it is, it's a conference that's gone downhill since I was in school yeah. a long time ago. Um, when it was You're allowed school. to say that because, yeah, because right? it's I like, am. you know, it's like it, it's your family. You can yeah. say, you can p- speak and, ill of them. And I've watched <laughs> it from afar. And it's just a conference that's honestly, it's lost its way. And so a lot of these players do not get any look, do not get any respect because nobody's watching Pac-12 football on top of it being Pac-12 after dark. Like we're all in bed by then trying to like, you know, wake (laughs) up the next morning to do our jobs. And yeah, we're all winding down from the Alabama game that we just watched. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. The SEC madness that, that takes us over. Um, in your land, Big Ten land. Um, but yeah, I think Kyle Phillips is one of those guys. That's a good example of it where not a lot of people knew what he was about, unless you were somebody who really followed the Pac-12 closely, knew what he was capable of. But I see a smart player, a player that watches a lot of film, a player that kind of has, uh, he's not the fastest guy, but he, he runs really good routes. Um, he's really aware of his space and I think he could be beneficial. Yes. On special teams. Absolutely. That's the first thing the Titans are going to talk about. We know that, but I think he could be beneficial in some situational, um, you know, things on offense and even in third down situations, if, if he can get down that playbook and he can build the trust of Ryan Tannehill, which is always a really big thing with Tannehill. I think Tannehill said on Tuesday too, after, um, practice he said if I find a guy and and I immediately see that they're working and that they even if they catch one ball I'm immediately going to have in my mind go back to him so if he can build that trust with Tannehill too as much as he can take advantage of those reps he gets with him I think he could help out this offense early on because he's a really smart player well speaking of wide receivers I mean Kayla you knew it was coming Mm -hmm. who's the great who's the greatest Titans wide receiver of all time Look, Derek Mason is a, a, he's a beast. Look at his numbers and he didn't ever get any really love. Like he still doesn't get a lot of love. If AJ Brown would have been here for longer than where, I mean, what he was here for, he would have probably been the greatest wide receiver to come out of here, but he wasn't here long enough guys. And the time that he was here, he shined in the moments he was available, but let's not forget he wasn't always available. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like Randy Moss. Like had he been here for his entire career, <laughs> he would have been the Titans greatest wide receiver, Right. you know? Yeah. Right? No, I'm with it there. I, I think it is, I think it is fair and it's, and it is funny, like, and it is kind of eye opening when you look at AJ Brown's like, like franchise rankings, all time franchise rankings. 19. You're looking at like 19th in reception, 16th in yards and 12th in touchdowns. Like, right not exactly greatest of all time if you don't crack the top 10 in any of those three categories and granted again it's not that's not a no fault of aj it's it's just a time issue right but you know it's so like i don't know it's it's something for him to kind of i think i think there was and there was a lot of talk when he was in two-tone blue about how 
oh my gosh, we finally have a superstar wide receiver. We finally have a receiver that turns heads around the NFL. He could be, and and just based off of that, because Derek Derek Mason, even when he was here, yeah. never really did that. Never really oh. garnered that attention from no. around the NFL. And he'll uh, admit that. Yeah, at least in the like when it comes to the upper echelon of wide yeah. receivers, nobody was ranking Derek Mason up there. Yep. So now that the Titans finally had a receiver like that, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But then he, but then he bounces after three years. So it's. And I think that's why it's so hard for Titans fans to get over this. And that's why we continue to see tweets that involve AJ Brown and everything that kind of AJ Brown is doing in Philly right now. Uh, he just had his seven on seven camp, which he did not hold here. He moved it to Starkville, mm -hmm. Mississippi. Um, and you know, people are still mad about that. People are still going to be passionate about AJ Brown for years to come for this back guys because he was the wide receiver that everybody finally thought this is the titans franchise wide receiver that we have talked about for so long and never yeah. seen he had the swag he had the the crazy you know different body type you know a bigger guy um he just had the personality and then it all just fell apart so quickly and that's yeah. really hard for people to grasp it's hard as a reporter sometimes to comprehend too because i really liked aj the person but now with everything that's gone with or around with it and just how he's responded it's hard sometimes because i'm like yo who are you now right right you know? yeah it happened yeah, so fast too didn't it, it it did it was literally no it just draft night i'm like <laughs> what what happened where did was this they, a dream i and it and you're right because titans fans and i do think it is it plays into kind of just the the um the mold that titans fans come from like you know we we, we come from this world of never being respected and yeah. never you know getting the attention and love and granted for you know the you know before this last five years before this john robinson era mm -hmm. the decade prior this team gave the NFL nothing to talk about. It was a it was a null and void franchise. Right. But now, like they're starting to make that turn, and they're still, you know, still maybe not getting the attention or the respect they deserve. But AJ was one of those players that was was changing that. AJ was one of those players. Him and yeah. Derrick Henry, I would say, would probably one A and one B with who commanded the most attention from the rest of the NFL. And when one of those players leaves. That's a tough, that's a, you know, that's a tough breakup to get over. It is. It's like that first boyfriend I had. I, I remember I was just so infatuated with him and I just like couldn't get over him for the yeah. longest time. And I was right. like, why, why do I keep checking his damn Instagram? Yeah. You know? Like get over it, you know, like what in the world? But I understand it is because I can speak in from experience in life. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's just as hard as that is. What was his name? <sighs> Nick, he was a baseball Ugh. player. They, they just, of course, oh, classic they, guys. Those baseball players, my whole life, just they're it, tough. Why? Stay, stay why? away from the Knicks. I know, um, Nick. I what? no, I hear you. We we're literally living uh, a, a lifetime movie right now. You know, yeah, we are. I, I just hope we don't become like vengeful and and like try and murder him because uh, no. that's usually how lifetime movies turn I'm out. I'm still friends with all of like my former, and I didn't really date like long term. I always just had like flings, but I'm still friends with everyone. So, yeah, well, I respect yeah. the name drop. I, I, I yeah, hope he listens no to the podcast. I I, so too. Um, yeah, which, which, if Nick is listening, which, let's be honest, he <laughs> probably is, you really missed out. Dude. You did. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, look at Kayla now, dude. 
<laughs> Tighten up right. Emmy winner, bro. Emmy right. winner. And, and what are you doing? Like coaching Little League somewhere? You know, Brentwood Civitan? Right? It's like, come exactly. on, dude. Yeah. Poor Nick. Um, but to, to, the, to that point that, you know, the Titans back then and Derek Mason wasn't that talked about receiver. He had an interesting tweet that I, I think made sense to me. And, I, you know, the Titans fan in me, I've got to be honest about it. Yeah. He tweeted, uh, you know, about AJ's tweet that said he's the best receiver in Titans history. Derek Mason kind of responded. He said, this is what happens when the Titans don't recognize their former greats that physically and mentally gave it all for the game. I'm not just talking about myself either, because even though Derek Mason wasn't, you know, the, the, the physical freak that AJ Brown was D Mace had four 1000 yard seasons yeah. in eight years with the team. Yep. Do you, do you agree that kind of, you know, the Titans could do better in, you know, marketing their superstars, uh, remembering their super, I mean, Keith Bullock's a guy like that too, on the defensive side of the ball. I think, he, I think he deserves his name up in the rafters in that ring of honor. Um, what do you make of D Mace's thoughts there? Do, do you think the Titans could do a better job in that, in that aspect? I think, I think he has a really valid point. I respect Derek Mason. I love Keith Bullock too. Those are two guys that I've got to know here over the last five years in Nashville, working with them, um, really picking their brains from when they played back in the day. And it, it was different guys though. I mean, the owner of the team was different. The coaches were different. The franchise was different. And in just the past three years, we've finally started to see this franchise move in a in a better direction a more um, national direction where they're getting the attention because they're doing things that they needed to do quite frankly five six seven years ago and part of that is marketing some of the big time players that were here at the time and I think just unfortunately the time that they played here that wasn't even a part of the culture and they just didn't get the attention but I think now what the Titans can do for them with Amy Adams strunk in charge and just everything she's done which is she's been great is kind of do something to start getting these players back in the mix like invite them to training camp and do some segments with them um just get their names out there and at least let them know now that like we appreciated you we all might not have been here but the titans franchise appreciates everything that was done in the past i think we saw it last year when they honored some of the um, former Oilers, uh, they brought them to camp and did some stuff with them and, mm -hmm. and made them available. But the, a lot of these guys live in Nashville. Like, let's get them a little bit more involved and let's give them the praise that they, you know, sh should have had back in the day and just never got. I agree. Yeah. And I think the Titans are moving in the right direction because Kevin Byard, you remember when he made his first splash, I mean, a couple of years into the league and Deion Sanders still had no yeah. idea who the guy, what guy is. Now, Kevin Byard, since that moment has, you know, got another all pro honors under his belt. I mean, he's done a whole lot since that moment where people he's forcing everyone to recognize his, you know, his greatness. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons, I think, you know, on that same path, although he's still got uh, a little more time to work with, but uh, I do think the Titans are moving in the right direction there. But like you said, th they brought in the Oilers, some of the Oilers guys last year, we saw Billy White shoes Johnson come to the wide receivers room and our guy NWI break out the, the, yes, the white the, shoes Johnson yeah. funky yeah. chicken dance. Yeah. So, so I do think that they're moving in the right direction, but uh, I, I, I do agree with Derek Mason and what he said. Yeah. And it, I mean, like, especially cause like, I feel like, look, I host a podcast with a Gen Zer teeny bopper. And I, every time I bring up a name from the past, like he's always like, I don't, that was before my time, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, movies. It's, it's only I'm movies. like, dude, like, come on. You don't remember Lance Schulters. You don't remember 
Of course, I remember Lance Shelter. You, you don't remember. You, you don't remember uh, Danny and Sydney. Come on, dude. You know, like it just. It, it, I so I yeah I agree. I think the Titans could maybe do a better job of getting there. <laughs> uh, Kayla, we before we let you go, we would be remiss if we didn't. Um, last time you came on in November, it was winter. And we got some great skincare tips from you. I think uh, I believe it was on your blog. You wrote a blog uh, on uh, on your on your website yes. uh, about uh, about skincare tips. And so we were like, well, we're not going to let you go because, I mean, look, this is a Titan. This is a Titans podcast. The most important thing we talk about on this is skincare tips. So we uh, it is the summertime, though. It's a new season and it's hot and it's blistering. And, and, this, and with the humidity out there. Kayla, what can we do to kind of, I guess, keep our our, our skin fresh yeah. uh, in the summer heat? I want to glow this summer. This is important <laughs> yeah. because I don't think y'all men pay more much attention to your skin. And when you get to be my age and I'm in my upper 30s, you got to really start paying attention because that it will go real quick. And this is not just for females. It's again, for guys, you got to pay attention. So in the summer, first and foremost, guys, I want you to remember, especially when you're covering practice or something like that, you're outside, you know, lounging, put on your damn sunscreen, put on your sunscreen, lather it on your face, put Mm -hmm. it on your body. And I don't want any tanning oil. I don't want any baby oil, none of that stuff. Not going to no. happen. Play okay? it safe. All right. Play it safe. Okay. First and foremost, sunscreen. Second of all, I just happen to have a little tube of it here. Little, <laughs> you know, uh, this is a aquaphor. And I really encourage because our lips get dry. You know, this is really great stuff. You can get at the drugstore, put it all over your lips when you wake up. And then at night, it'll keep you moisturized. You can also put it like on your body. No, for oh. real. Like multi-purpose. If, you, if you're oh really gosh. feeling dry, just put it all over your body. Um, and then the last thing is just <laughs> seriously drink lots of water. Okay. Don't drink what I do like every day Celsius. Oh, all right. Um, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, okay. No, no, let, me, <laughs> let me just add something. I actually was drinking this a year and a half ago and bringing it out to practice. So thank you, Titans players who all followed my lead because I had it before any of you guys did. Were you, you also have- doing it? Were you also doing it uh, on a boat in the middle of I the uh, Atlantic? Paid. I don't get paid. <laughs> no free shout outs, but you do deserve a cut if you put all the Titans players on. Oh, it. my gosh. Jack, we, la- last week we had uh, we had Darren Bates live from oh, God, a uh, we had oh, he, Darren he Bates was live live from a, done. A, getting, yeah, getting a pedicure. Mm-hmm. And now this week we have Kayla doing like a home shopping network live demonstration <laughs> of her, her skincare. But I yeah, love I feel it. Like, I feel like I'm watching QVC. Yeah. I mean, I could really do that. I mean, that might make me some money. This Maybe. is the best it. Titans podcast uh, around. I'm going to, and not all bias aside, it without question. Kayla, I mean, thanks for letting me be me, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Which Titans media member needs to hear your advice the most? Ooh, good oh, question. Okay, good okay. question. Well, I would Spill the tea, Kayla. say John Glennon. Um, he is my. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say this, JG, because you're my buddy. JG is my buddy. And I love the dog appearance back there. This is just phenomenal. Um, he wants to hear some. Yeah. He's, he's like. He used to have hair, by the way. And now he has, you know, he wears a hat all the time. So like, you would never know that he, you know, is bald, mm. but he, he sounds familiar he said one day. Yeah. That he had a lot of hair. I would never have known that. 
but John, I definitely think he is a guy that could benefit from the sunscreen, a little more sunscreen, a little more moisturizing. Um, I love that guy though. Like no, no hating on him at all. He, but, he's, uh, he's great. And probably the best undercover Titans reporter of is. all time. He's got a great story, by the way, if you ask him about, um, go, what, what was the, what was the nightclub Austin? Do you remember what it was called? Oh, oh, uh, he was, he was checking in on Pac-Man undercover and he got a, he, he bit off a little more than he could chew. I think. John is sneaky fun. He forced <laughs> me to do karaoke in Denver, Colorado, when we were covering the Stanley cup playoffs one year and I had no drinks in my body and I don't usually karaoke unless I have drinks and he made me do it. And it, you know what? Respect. Karma. Karma nightclub. Was Karma the name nightclub. Of the, yes, Karma nightclub. Yeah. He went undercover. I, I tell you what, it, you, you'll be hard pressed to find a, you know, I'll tell you what these millennial uh, Gen Z journalists. These you're days a millennial. You're a millennial. Yeah, I know. So I'm allowed to like, like Kayla's allowed to make fun of the Pac-12. I'm allowed to make fun of millennials. Uh, Kayla, man, I hope, I hope Nick was listening to this today, just so he fully understands what he's missing out on. I think he still appreciates, you know, the fact that, that I was, you know, a badass and he he should, honestly, he, he, Hey, speaking of baseball, he struck out. Okay. Boom. (laughs) Struck out swinging. Struck out out on three pitches. But Nick, if you are listening, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Kayla, (laughs) thank you so much. We always have so much fun when you are on. And we hope you, uh, good luck in this heat uh, out at minicamp this week. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. All right, Jack, shout out to Kayla Anderson. Uh, I tell you what, we are going to be the best looking podcast host when it comes time to training camp based off of the pedicure uh, that we've gotten with Darren Bates and now the skincare routines we've gotten with Kayla Anderson. Yeah, we're going to be glowing. Jeez, we need a makeup tutorial from someone next week. It's glow Uh, season. Maybe we get maybe we get Drew Bennett back on the pod just to uh, get our uh, get tips on just how to be attractive. That wouldn't be a bad idea for a few reasons. I could I could tell him that you left him off your Mount Rushmore. Ooh. I'll tell him. Well, that. you I'll, did too. No, I put him on there. I put him at number no. four. No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be um, and he's gonna have, <laughs> surely he's gonna have some comments on AJ Brown's thoughts. Maybe I'll reach look, out to him. I look. It, it, he he. Drew Bennett sits alone. I I can't put him on a mountain with four other three other faces. His face is too beautiful. He's on my Mount Everest, and it's just him. How about that? He's there, so there's cool. my rebuttal. That's we what I'm going to tell him next week when you ask me. Uh, let's get to remember the Titan. Jack, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because I told this guy that I would do this last week. And it slipped my mind. I forgot who I went with last week, but I think it was a good one. Um, so halfway apologize there. Um, Titan up. Oh, no, it's Titan TF up 71. Titan TF up 70, 71. What do you think the TF stands for? Um, hmm, I don't know. What, what do you think? I mean, surely it's not, it's not profanity laced. No, I'd, I'd say it's like tighten the football up. Maybe Yeah, that could be what it is. Maybe yeah. tighten the follicles up. Huh? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh gosh. These I'm are, sorry. At every turn. Okay. <laughs> but, but this was a fan submission for remember the Titan. I actually remembered this guy and uh, found it interesting. I, I, I wanted to check in on him. So I'll go ahead and spill the beans. We're talking about Moisey Foku. 
I don't know if his now watch your mouth, dude. It's a family show. If his name is pronounced Moses Foku or Moisey Foku, but it reads like Moisey Foku. So maybe that's what the TF stands for. Mo- tighten the Foku. Yeah, tighten uh. the Foku up. So Moisey, <laughs> this is going to be terrible because I, I've already pronounced it three different ways. Moisey Foku was born in Cameroon. He played for the Titans in the 2013 season with the Titans. He didn't do a whole bunch, but I remember the signing at the time was big. He started 12 games for the team, so he was out there a whole lot. He forced two fumbles, recovered one, and had one sack. He had 78 tackles in 2013. Just one season with the Titans, 78 tackles, started in 12 games. So, I mean, he, he was a key contributor on that defense. He was drafted by the Eagles in the seventh round of the 09 draft. So we've got some some Eagles Titans cross references here. Talking about AJ Brown Euler. Uh, I mean earlier we we've got Mosey Foku. God, my my brain's <laughs> literally in a pretzel right now. They, they, so full disclosure, we got this sent to us in a DM as a request for to do for Remember the Titan. And Jack said, "Do you want to do it this week?" And I said, "Uh, I took one look at the name and I was like, no, why not?" Why don't you go ahead and take it? I'll I'll grab someone else. And I'm yeah. so glad I made and, that decision. And here we are really limping through this room of the Titan. <laughs> Mosey Foku played at Maryland. So, you know, the Maryland bridge is strong, by the way. It Frank Wycheck, Mosey Foku. Only only greats come from Maryland. Chigakonkwu or Chigakonkwa. Yep. Kayla Anderson kind of confused me on that. Never heard it pronounced that way. Maybe it's the right way. She knows more than I do. Played at Maryland and Frostburg State. You know where Frostburg State is located? What state is Frostburg State located in? Well, my first guess would be Frostburg. Yeah, you would you would think. I mean, that's I kind don't of a think, trick question, you know, isn't it? Running down the running down the fifty states, I don't remember that being one of them. Um, Frostburg sounds like a like a made up state that like uh like a North Pole <laughs> place. Yeah, like you know those like North old Pole. like Rudolph the Reindeer uh, cartoons where it's like the you know the um, stop motion. You know, they come around Christmas time every oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, those, like, characters seem like they reside in Frostburg. It, it sounds like a place in the North Pole where elves go to learn to make toys. Yeah, right. Yeah, Frostburg State. Yeah. Oh, oh, what's up? Hey, hey, Ethan, where'd you graduate from? <laughs> I went to Frostburg State. Go, go Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they major in, like, Jack in the Box and... uh <laughs> And yeah. puzzles, whatever toy they make, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, oh, I, I went, to, I, I got my minor in Hasbro. <laughs> so, so do you have a guess besides the North Pole for Frostburg State? Uh, I'm gonna say Maine, Close. the state of Maine. It's actually Maryland, which I mean, with oh. context clues, yeah, that's like I an ACT question. That, that oh, really is. I wanted to go this route because when we what? were doing Mount Rushmore, I wanted to bring this up. If okay. George Washington took the ACT today, what score do you think he would make on it? Not good because he probably, I mean, keep in mind, he had, there's a guy who had rhinoceros teeth or whatever, rhinoceros yeah, they, they, skin teeth. They were wooden, I think. Yeah. Was back I, in the way where you just would talk and, sh- and, and your ass. That to me, like that whistle. to me is not smart. Like he was probably the smartest at the time, you know, which is why they voted him president. But, um, which so what do you, well, what do you think? They, don't you, yeah, I think he was the one like, president that wasn't voted. He like I think they just said, "Hey, yeah, he was just George. like appointed." Yeah, George, you're president now. And he's like, like, like you're, nose, you're nose goes, and George was like, you know, probably he's probably pissed that he had to be the teeth. president, and now was responsible for everything. So, what do you yeah. think you would? Because don't you get twelve points for writing your name down? I think 16, 16 or sixteen points for writing your 16 name. Sixteen sounds generous, dude. I don't, th- I don't think you get that much, do you? 
I don't know. I've never, I mean, because yeah, that's pretty I, depressing I if you factor in it. Because I made a 22 three straight times. So if I only got six points, a 22? I, that's, that's kind of depressing. Dude, I went to Ole Miss. I mean, 22 is not bad. Oh, 22 at Ole Miss. That's, oh, that's grad program, right? You got right well, into what'd grad you school. What did you get? 24. Okay. Well, don't act like you <laughs> blew me out of the water. I don't but know. you wouldn't, you would never have guessed that just by listening to this podcast that this podcast is hosted by a combined 46 uh act score <laughs> i think george washington however many points you get for writing your name down would get about two extra because i think i'm three times smarter now than george I think he'd washington get to, is well I, keep in mind though dude like half the time that george would be taking the uh the the act he'd be his mind would be absolutely blown by one electricity in the room he's sitting in oh, he and two yeah. the mechanical pencil like he'd be like what the George Washington would have no idea. Like I would, I would just destroy George Washington in a game of Fortnite. He he could not hold a candle to to, to the Xbox. He would would have no idea. I could destroy George Washington in Fortnite, and I've only played Fortnite like twice. So that right there should like yeah. I I think George George Washington's ass in in any video game. Wow, we we kind of got off the rails here, but I think it's an interesting topic. So I'm gonna go George Washington. If you get a 16 for writing your name down, I don't. I think you don't get that. I don't think you get that many points. But I'm gonna go. I'd say 19. I'd say I, he gets a 19. I think George Washington could, could get into community college. Yeah, he couldn't quite get into Ole Miss uh, because uh, you know, like with a 22. But it 19. I think he. Yeah, 19 is where I'm. Yeah, he'd I'm go going. to like Holmes Community College for a year or two and see right. if it works. He'd probably end up dropping out because the curriculum was just too tough. Yeah, or no, let, I'll say this. He gets a 17 on the ACT, and on the SAT, he gets a 76. By the way, props 17, to those guys who, who wrote the Declaration of Independence before AP style was a thing. Imagine if the Declaration of Independence was just littered with typos. And, or, and, and yeah, or if, they, if they proofread it, yeah, with the red pen, you know? and it's Oh, just, yeah, it came back and wrote like yeah, 63 and like, guys, on it. You have to redraft this, and they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, bitch, my ink quill is out of my, my quill pen is out of ink. It's been like that for like three days. I have to I have to take an excursion into town next weekend and leave my family for four days just to get more ink. Those uncivilized buffoons back then. Oh, I'm so much smarter than George Washington. Okay, anyways, to wrap up on Moisey Foku. I was gonna say anything to get away from having to pronounce his name, right? From Douala, Cameroon. Um, yeah, he, he went to Maryland and Frostburg state dominated at Frostburg transferred to Maryland and, um, had the most sacks at the time in Maryland football history since Sean Merriman, who was probably on steroids in college as well. Probably. Yeah. Lights out. Shout out Moisey Foku. We remember you. Sorry that we had to tie you into George Washington and his ACT score, but you know, when, when, when content's on the table like that, I'll sacrifice you it. don't right. You don't, you don't give up a good George Washington ACT discussion no. when it just it, it presents itself. That's one thing you guys should learn from this podcast this week. Uh, my remember the Titan this week, a guy by the name of David Stewart, Stu. Uh, you guys remember him. He played 116 games in the NFL. He started 116 games in the NFL. He's with the Titans his whole time, 2005 to 2013. He went to Jack's favorite college, Mississippi State, oh, uh, out of Decatur, Alabama. Six, 
Six foot seven, 313 pounds. My goodness, this dude was massive. And he kind of looks like if Mitch T. Ferkins didn't slam a case of Bud Light Platinums every night. Like, <laughs> just absolutely like just a big, massive dude. But like with that, with like a kind of, uh, you know, uh, an interesting haircut, I guess I'll say. Um, and after he was inactive all 16 games his rookie season in 2005, but then he became the starting right tackle the next year. Could you imagine if Twitter was around in 2005 and 2006, Titans Twitter, like bashing Dave Stewart for missing all 16 games as rookie season? They'd be like, he's a bust. It'd be like the Dylan Radins <laughs> of his time. But David Stewart, even if there was Twitter back then, big country would not have had Twitter. No, n- no, he wouldn't have. No, but he's that. Look, it doesn't matter whether you have Twitter or not. You uh, Titans Twitter knows no bounds when it comes to bashing people. They'll get to you. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but then he became the starting right tackle in 2006, replacing Michael Ruse. So that was a nice fill-in. A stew replaced a Ruse, and uh, who Michael Ruse moved to left tackle, and they produced the fifth-ranked rushing attack in the NFL. So how about that? And as of February 2009, Stewart had made uh, 45 consecutive stars starts at right tackle for the Titans, including all 16 games over the past two seasons. He was a member of the offensive line that uh, allowed an NFL low 12 quarterback sacks in 2008 and was named 2008 all pro second team. How about that? Shout out to offensive linemen who like did amazingly well for the Titans back then. Uh, and then he was released March 12th, 2014, and nobody knows where he's been since. I was going to uh, say, I needed like a, a life update on David Stewart. If you know the whereabouts of David Stewart, uh, if you or family or friends, uh, we're we're putting out a um, an Amber Alert for David Stewart. If you so guys if you know could come, anything, up, come up as big as y'all did when we asked for Eddie Berlin's location, oh where you like gosh. sent us like his exact address. We got more information on Eddie Berlin than I know about myself. Like, yeah. I think I know Eddie Berlin's like blood type. now. We know more <laughs> about Eddie Berlin's current status than the FBI does. <laughs> the Titan, the Tuppers, you guys are, you guys came up huge with that Eddie Berlin content. Yeah, uh, we got we, we got a phone number in the DMs. I mean, there's there's some you guys kick ass kind of. You in guys a, do a, kick ass in a so. weird but good but kind of creepy way. I love it. I'm obsessed with how obsessed you guys are with finding dirt on <laughs> former Titans. Uh, if you know anything about the whereabouts of David Stewart, please let not us even, know. Not even dirt, just like their. Yeah, not even dirt. Yeah, the just address their, like, of their place of work. I know, I know Eddie Berlin's pin number. I can if I could get his if I could get his debit card in my hand. I mean, we could be looking at tens of thousands of dollars. I don't know. He's like a. I think he's a financial planner now or something. He's, uh, forget, he's something like that. He's 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 pretty deep in the business world. But yeah, listen, help us find David Stewart. We're Liam Neeson. David Stewart is our daughter. Help us find her and um figure out where she's at jack uh we got to get out of here uh, guys uh follow at tighten up pod on twitter at tighten up podcast on instagram follow a to z sports on all the socials as always you can check out our interview with kayla anderson on a to z sports youtube page make sure you subscribe there the and you can see her apply the skincare routine it really is like an episode of home shopping network so if there's ever a turn and plus i mean kayla anderson she's very pretty very easy on the eyes. So if you want, if there's ever an interview to watch on our YouTube, it's this one with Aunt Kayla. So go check it out there. Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack A. Gentry. 
You can follow myself on Twitter if you if you choose to do so at Austin Huff. Jack, do you got anything for the road? Nope. Kayla was great today. Uh, I, I, we learned a lot from Kayla. Um, she's entertaining as well. So I'm going to be doing some of those skin tips. Going to be putting on the sunscreen because I'm not a fake tanner guy myself, but I do like to have a little, you know, a little color. Yeah. So so I'll I'll keep those in mind. Um, you guys, you came up short for the first time in a long time. I, I got no cheesecake factory orders. But that's okay. Oh, disappointing. Okay. I thought that was an easy one. I thought that was like the easiest homework assignment. You know, it's like, it's like when like the, uh, you know, like your homework for today is like go home and snap a photo of your dog and bring it back to school tomorrow. Like that's like the easiest. Homework but it's the easy get. ones that the people that the students never turn in. Right. right. It's the, when we, and when we, when we casually ask for like information on Eddie Berlin, that's when they go above and beyond. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I got, I, I think I'm, I'm learning more about the students that I need to ask for more rather than less. So I forgive you guys for the no cheesecake factory orders because I didn't go this past week, probably won't go this week or the week after, or maybe even this year or next year Wait, or what? the year Why? after that. Well, you I don't know. I, just, I, I have nothing against the cheesecake. Cheesecake factory, factory is bomb. Dude. I almost put cheese. I almost put cheesecake factory in my, in my Mount Rushmore pizzas, even though I don't even know if they sell pizza. They probably I'm sure do. they do with their phone menu. book of a menu. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, just kind of wanted to uh, get that off my chest. I, I I was I was waiting for just one. The the first one y'all send is what I'll order, and I'll send. A, I'll put wow. a picture out of it. Wow! Oh my gosh! Someone send your order ASAP. Send has, your cheesecake factory order. <laughs> has to be a real order. Don't look for the worst things on the menu. Although I'll try. I'll try just about anything once. Yeah, I'll try anything once. Yeah, that's a good way to go about life. Okay, we love you guys. Thank you so much for following. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us uh, four and a half stars. Give Buck 0.5 stars mm-hmm. and make sure you let it known in the uh, in the little place where you type your reasoning for your rating. Uh, we love you so much, everyone except for Nick. Uh, shout out Kayla, we got your back, and uh, Poor Nick. we'll see. I guess until next week. Tighten, tighten up. up. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 